Good Friday morning to you. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. It's time for another show, and we're going to talk about what's happening in the world, current events, news, and get your thoughts and opinions on all of that stuff. Get on in here for the program. Yes, and all of you people, come on in, come on in. Welcome to the show. Brewers Briefing, it's out here on the podcast world, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and others. Apple, of course. And, uh, yeah, get on in here. 918-756-3646. 918-756-3646 is the number text or call. You can text in your memes and thoughts and jokes and, and pictures and comments and whatever else you want to text into the, the old text line by guys. And that's over. You can also just text in a good morning. And David has done so. Good morning, David. Welcome to the show, buddy. Glad to have you with us for the show. Glad you're on this side of the dirt today because you never know. I'm telling you, life is short. And uh, it's glad, glad, glad to have you with us for the program, though, today. Listening near and far, thanks so much. You guys just come on in. Get your mimosa, your Bloody Mary, your whatever you're drinking. And uh, just come on in. All right, we got a we got a text line already. Let's see what it says. Howdy, brew man. Uh, maybe skip running outside today, eh? Yeah. Well, it's not going to be as hot as it was yesterday. It's still going to be hot today. It's going to be ninety eight with a well. Let's just take a look at it. You want to? Let's get the official national weather service. It's already eighty degrees outside. It's going to be ninety eight today. It's going to feel like one hundred four. Southwest winds 5 to 10, gusting to 20, heat advisory in effect. Now, it's not going to be as bad as yesterday, but it's still going to be hot. Tonight, all the way down to 75 degrees. That's not very low. For Saturday, a 40% chance of morning showers. Cloudy and 90. Cold front coming in there. And Saturday night, chance of rain continues, 69. Sunday looks pleasant, sunny and 91. North winds at five. North winds at five. Come on. Let's see what else we got. Monday, ninety-four. That's uh, July third. And Tuesday, Independence Day, ninety-three. Sunshine. South winds. Beautiful. Seventy-two overnight. Going to be great for your fireworks display. Don't let me forget to talk about the fireworks display in Oakmulgee because I had a uh, had a discussion with Ken Anderson who runs the. Uh, the pyro down there, <clears throat> he's the guy that about set everybody on fire that one year. Anyway, we'll talk about that later on in the program because I want to. Don't let me forget, okay? <laughs> Jiminy Christmas, what a joke. Anyway, let's go on with the forecast, see what else we have uh, next week. 93 on Wednesday, a chance of rain Wednesday night, and Thursday, 80. What? what? 86 on Thursday? Can we just hang on till then? That's going to be nice right there. Can you imagine? It's going to be real nice. Temperatures around the state, you ask. I'm getting to it. Stand by. Here we go. we got 65 in the Panhandle. Boise City. 69 at Eva. She's always cool. And the hot spot. What do we got? It's over in the eastern side. Well, Tulsa is 84. And uh, Tallahassee wins it today. 85 degrees in Tallahassee. It's buggy down there, boy. Worcester, 84. Wilberton, 83. I flew a Bonanza into Wilberton one time, the little airport down there. When you are leaving and heading out to the north, you better get it up quick because there's a bunch of trees down to the north end of that runway. You better, you better be ready. Have all your weights and balances figured. My gosh. Okay, that's all that. Is that everything? We get all the laundry done. 9 o'clock, it's going to be Tradio with Tricia. She's back. I didn't get to listen to yesterday. She said uh, her voice was enough to get it done. So she's back. That's great. Glad to, glad to, glad to know that. So 9 o'clock, Tradio. <laughs> Who else we got? Good morning, uh, Brewer, says, uh, says Tony. Hi, good morning, Tony. What's up? How's Bubba? Tell him that he needs to be listening to this program. What is the deal? Uh, let's see what else we got. We got, we got, where's Fayroy's in there somewhere. He's got a morning buddy. Good morning, Fayroy. Welcome to the show, sir. Glad to have you along for the ride. Okay. All right. Well, jump on in here. Let's see what we can talk about today. What are we going to talk about? Is there anything happening out there worthy of our discussion? I'll bet there's something. 
Have you noticed? Probably not. I don't know that it's in the news much. I've been kind of seeing headlines about it. France is on fire. Don't go to France right now because it's burning down. Emmanuel Macron has sparked anger by attending an Elton John concert in the uh, in Paris as riots raged in France over the police killing a teenage delivery driver. Because I've been seeing it. I've been seeing it's on fire. I didn't really know why. Now I know hundreds have been arrested so far over three nights of furious protest. The boy identified as Nahel M., a 17-year-old North African heritage, was fatally shot in the chest by police in the suburb of Nanterre on Tuesday after driving away from officers trying to pull him over. Mm, fires going crazy, burning. They've burned, let's see, I thought I had it, like 2,000 cars, you know, two, two or 3,000 cars, about 500 buildings have burned. People are pissed. And in the meantime, Macron and his wife, Brigitte, Bridget, they go to a concert to Elton John's Farewell Yellow Brick Road Tour. And that's what happens. You know, the, the elitist, it doesn't affect them. Whatever is happening, inflation, you know, rioting in the streets, people dying, dropping like flies from whatever the case may be, the elitist are fine. And they're attending concerts. You know, it's kind of like uh, in the Ukraine over there, right? There's ma massive wars going on, supposedly. And Russia's bombing and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And yet we have U2 concerts going on over there. And <clears throat> all the stars, remember, they, they were all flying in. And got to meet Zelensky. Oh, what's his name? Sean Penn flew over. Got to meet Zelensky. Get a little, little photo op. Oh, I almost forgot to mention today. And it's coming up in four minutes. We're going to be talking to the good Senator Langford today at 8.15. We were supposed to talk yesterday, and there was some crossing of the wires with the uh, public publicity people. I was ready, and they were not, so we got the wires crossing. Anyway, that'll be today at 8.15. It's coming in here live and hot. So we'll be talking to the good Senator Langford. Stay tuned for that. You don't want to miss it. It's always good. Always good. Oh, gosh. What else we have happening in the world of news? There's some news for you on this Friday. The national debt here in America will be nearly twice as large as the U.S. economy in a mere 30 years, according to the CBO. Read that again. Let's all think about this. What does this mean? The national debt, what do we owe? Everybody else will be nearly twice as large as the entire U.S. economy in 30 years. Okay. <laughs> What's Congress doing about that? Oh, yeah. Not a d thing. Okay. The, that figure assumes no new major spending projects from Congress. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> okay. In the next 30 years, there'll be no new spending. Pro okay, I got you. Got you. Uh, which is unlikely, it says. Yeah, exactly unlikely. The understatement of the millennia meaning that debt levels could actually rise much more quickly. Conversely, Congress could slow that trend by cutting sp sp spending. They could, but will they is the question. No, of course not. By the end of 2023, which is this year, federal debt held by the public equals 98% of the GDP. Debt then rises in relation to GDP. It surpasses its historical high in 2029, when it reaches 107% of GDP and climbs to 181% by 2053. All right, there's a good senator calling in right there. I see Senator Langford on the line. Is that you, sir? It is, actually. Welcome to the program. You're even early today. Welcome, welcome. You know, glad, sorry that we messed up the time yesterday on it, but glad to be able to connect today. Uh, you know what? It's it's pretty unforgivable, but I have already absolved you people, so it's okay. We're going to just keep rolling, okay? It's all right. I'm good with that. Good. Well, Mr. Mr. Langford, Senator, what is going on? I see you introducing bills, and you're busy up there. So why don't you just give us a quick rundown of what's happening? Yeah, there, there are a few things that are actually moving, trying to be able to work through uh, some of the issues there back and forth. We've got uh, several things working on immigration right now to try to be able to clarify the asylum rules on the southern border. The Biden administration is ignoring it. Also working on some bills on pharmacy right now, trying to get down the cost of pharmacy. 
Uh, this has been an ongoing project uh, to say, how do we actually deal with the, the middleman uh, in the pharmacy world called the pharmacy benefit manager that does so much to be able to drive up the cost? And then also working a lot on passport issues right now. We, we've been just bombarded with uh, passport questions from so many Oklahomans, whether they're going on their honeymoon, going on vacation, going out for business or going on a mission trip. Uh, they are finding that the State Department is been completely has completely failed them uh, on trying to get passports out. They used to take six weeks to get back. Are now taking fifteen to eighteen weeks to be able to get back. Oh, so to get your uh, passport and, uh, updated no or renewed or to get a new one, it takes that long now. It does now. Actually, I've, we're we're encouraging people right now under this administration to get your passport first and book your ticket second, uh, just because it's taking so long for the basic work to get done. This, this, this is a this is a carryover from COVID. Uh, that uh, the State Department kept working remotely for a very long time. While the rest of the world was back at work, State Department still working remotely. They <laughs> fell behind, and uh, it just got worse Imagine and worse that. and worse, and now it's just weeks and weeks and weeks. Uh, so I've got a bill, actually, to be able to clean that up. been working back and forth with the State Department on the phone to try to get this all cleaned up as well. Okay, and you're also working on something to do with Iran. I, I, didn't, I couldn't get to the text of that bill. But it's something to do what what sanctions and whatnot. Tell me about what's happening over there with with what you're working on. It is actually the Biden administration several times has tried to be able to lower the sanctions on Iran. Uh, they're trying to be nice to Iran, hoping they'll be nice back. And that's not just how it works in real life with Iran. Uh, so we have I have a bill that's actually a bipartisan bill uh, working with a Democrat senator from New York, uh, Kirsten uh, Gillibrand. Uh, to say that they cannot drop sanctions on Iran based on their activity in other areas, especially while Iran is sending drones right now to be able to murder Ukrainians, while they're still supporting Hezbollah, while they're still supporting terrorist activities in the Gulf area. Uh, so there's lots of that uh, Iran is doing, and our concern is this administration going to try to negotiate away sanctions when this is the time to apply more pressure, not less. So what is the Biden administration? This is unconscionable to me. What do they think they're going to win by trying to appease these <laughs> terrorists over there? I mean, what what is the what are they thinking? Seriously. You know, that they just assume that if they're nice to them, they will just stop being uh, have a nuclear ambition. And that's not the way it works. You've <laughs> got to shrink the lineup of strength. Oh and uh, for, for whatever reason, they think if, I, if I'm nice, they'll be nice back. That's just not how it works in real life with a lot of other nations. And that's, that's just hard to almost swallow, to think that they can be that naive to believe that these people are not bent on nuclear weaponry. They, anybody with any common sense knows that, and, and I understand they're well, getting you, closer you, to, to that quite a bit, right? Is that, is that where we are? They are, actually. They, they continue to advance on their uh, nuclear ambitions. They continue to be able to enrich uranium. Uh, they're well above 60% of enrichment now. And uh, they continue to be able to head towards their nuclear weapons ambition. But here's the thing on this. That there are lots of ways to be able to be strong and to be able to speak clearly on foreign policy. But can you name for me one area, one one country where we have a better relationship with right now and a stronger national posture now after the Biden administration is in place? No. No, I no, can't either. of course not. And, and uh, Yep, and, th and that's been the frustration. Just the foreign policy's just been epically wrong in so many areas, whether it be Afghanistan and the terrible withdrawal oh, there, gosh. how they've uh, mismanaged uh, yes. so many different areas and relationships. They're cozying up to China, cozying up to Iran, trying to be nice so that they would be nice back to us. That's the issue that we face is they've just had a terrible foreign policy all around. Well, they have, and they, of course, mocked uh, President Trump, former President Trump, about his foreign policy. They thought he was just a, a horrible joke on the foreign scene because, you know, he told our allies, you need to start paying your fair share into NATO, and, and they did. They start, At least they started, you know, improving. And he uh, he was tough, and, and, and they thought he was terrible on foreign policy. And now look what we have. Yeah, that's exactly right. By the way, many of our allies in NATO are paying a lot more yeah. uh, for their national security. And uh, the spark on that was actually President Trump uh, saying it's time to be able to do your fair share. The second spark on that was Russia invading Ukraine. And suddenly everybody figured out over there in Europe, hey, we probably ought to work on our national defense all of a sudden. And uh, and so that that's made a big difference as well. So 
you're are you going to be in the state for a while? Did I see your press secretary saying something about you're you're traveling around the old home state or what's what did I what did I see there? I am. Yeah, Schumer decided that uh, he didn't want to vote this week. Uh, he's got a lot of Democrat senators. Uh, that have really tough races. And so he cut everybody loose this week to not vote, which is probably good for the country, actually, that we're not voting this week uh, in the Senate. Uh, but uh, it's allowed me to be able to be home. And so I've been in Ada. I've been in Western Oklahoma yesterday. Uh, I'm in Tulsa today. Uh, so just getting a chance to get around some of our 77 counties. Where were you in Western Oklahoma? I was actually in uh, Kingfisher and Watonga. Uh, yesterday, I uh, get a chance to be able to visit with folks and try to find out what's going on in the wheat harvest, which is incredibly important to all of us who like to eat. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, pretty good this year. I mean, we had some rain. We Better than probably years past, I would guess. You know what? The rain actually came too late for oh, a lot of the wheat harvest. Okay, so in yeah. some areas, uh, it was uh, the rain was coming down once everything was done. There were some, some of the locations in western Oklahoma had uh, 47 bushels an acre uh, coming in. Uh, but uh, many of them were not able to harvest at all just because the oh, rain wow. came too yeah. late. Right. Well, I couldn't remember how that went. But, so anyway, where else are you going to go while you're in, in town? So Tulsa today, I'm actually meeting uh, OSU and NASA have formed a partnership for air mobility. Uh, this deals with drones and how we're going to continue to be able to advance in that area. And OSU has been a leader in all of the unmanned aerial systems. Uh, but they, they have an ongoing partnership with NASA. has been there actually five decades now. Uh, but they're continuing to advance in that area. So have some meetings in Tulsa today dealing with that, uh, because as we know in Oklahoma, we've been a strong aerospace area, sure, yeah. uh, both for aircraft and for space, uh, for a very, very long time. And we can go back to names like Gordon Cooper and, and uh, Thomas Stafford, and there's been some big names in uh, NASA and aerospace for a long time. Yeah, that's true. Isn't it like the number two or three uh, economic boost in, in our state right now, something like that? It's up it there somewhere. Actually, I don't know. Uh, so we, yeah, we, we lose track of the fact of how much aerospace is actually in Oklahoma and it's scattered lots of small to medium-sized manufacturing that happens here, lots of engineering design. If folks are interested in space or if folks are interested in aircraft, Oklahoma is one of those key areas. In fact, the F-35 that we talk about being such a vital aircraft, F-35 does not fly without Oklahoma's manufacturing because uh, quite a bit of the F-35 is actually produced right here in Oklahoma. Come on. That's good. Hey, uh, I was just curious. There's uh, been talk on the House side about impeaching Biden. And I, did, did they have a vote? I, I got lost in, in the, the deal somewhere. I didn't keep up with it. What's going on on the impeachment front? Anything at all or not? That is over on the House side on it. They have had some conversations on it. I've always smiled at several folks that have asked me about it lately. They said, hey, are we, are we going to impeach Biden? I said, are you really eager for uh, for President Harris? Uh, is that your focus on it? And uh, people just kind of pause for a moment and go, well, maybe we shouldn't be in a hurry on this. Uh, but, That's the yeah, best impeachment uh, insurance in the history of mankind is Kamala Harris right there. Yeah, it, it, it is actually. In a year and a half, we're going to have an election regardless of what happens in the conversation in the House right now. We're going to have an election, and Americans are going to solve this. Uh, so that that's the big issue that I'm trying to keep my focus on right now. Okay, who's going to win it on the on the GOP side? Who's going to win? Well, I can't tell. Come on, obviously, now. President Trump is in the President Trump's obviously in the lead on this, but it's yes. early, and it's there's early. a lot of folks that are out there on it. So there, there's but there's no doubt President Trump is way in the lead at this point. Right. But again, the, the, the debates happen in August. Uh, there are a lot of good folks. The nice part about being a, a conservative and a Republican is we have a very deep bench with a lot of folks with really good ideas uh, to be able to help the country as a whole. So I'm I'm proud of the bench and the folks that we've got. I've not endorsing this race. I don't plan on endorsing this race because uh, I've got just too many friends that are in it. Uh, but there are a lot of good folks in that lineup that I'm really okay, proud of. Okay, so you're there. not putting your money on a horse to let us know. What, what about on the Democratic side? They're going to bring Newsom, Newsom in, aren't they? Isn't he going to be the guy? Yeah, I, I doubt it. Uh, really? That, 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 that is somebody that's hanging, oh yeah, that, that's somebody that's hanging out there, obviously. He's interested, uh, no no doubt, and has been very, very clear about it. Uh, but we'll see what happens with Biden in the days ahead. It looks like they're going to continue to ride, ride Biden all the way to the end. I, I don't know why they don't pick up Bobby Kennedy Jr. To me, I, when I listen to that guy, I like him a lot. I mean, I had to, to have to say, there's not very many Democrats I can find that I like, but but he's one of them. I really do. I like him. I think he's, he's smart, and I, I don't know why the Democrats don't give him a chance. 
Well, he's polling in some areas around 30% against Biden. That's a pretty big deal when it's against yeah. sitting presidents. And uh, so it'll be very interesting to see that Democrats are going to do everything they can to not have Biden debate. There's no way they're going to put him debating <laughs> any other Democrat. In I know process. that's right. Uh, there's just no way. Uh, and so it'll be very interesting to be able to see how they can manage him in the days ahead. Well, it's interesting to me. I can't find any Democrats that would would openly say they would vote for Biden. None. Any, I mean, can you? Uh, no. And what I hear is people say, hey, I'm going to vote for Biden because he leads the party, but I can't find anyone who's excited about it. Yeah. Wow. That's that's just that's just weird to me. I don't know. I, I can't imagine anybody that would do that. Yeah, he's not leading the party very well. I mean, seriously, you know, on what front has it improved? Like you mentioned a while ago, we're not better on the foreign policy. We're not better, you know, here at home, and nothing is improving. Uh, anyway, it's it's uh, that's a that's a long story. We got a long way to go on that deal. We'll see how it all shakes out, but. Yeah, other than inflation and foreign policy and all that he's done to be able to divide the country even deeper in the border and uh, so many things just on and on and on. Uh, Those issues, tax policy, what he's doing to be able to just do uh, executive orders to try to implement things, the court hearings that he's lost. I mean, other than that, everything's fine, right? Yeah, yeah, other than that's great. It's great. Hey, hey, keep doing what you're doing. I'm trying to save America one broadcast at a time. You do what you can do up there, okay? Always vote the right way and – and and uh, and keep keep doing what you're doing, Senator. We appreciate you talking to us today. Thank you. Glad to be able to do it. Everybody enjoy the Fourth of July. That is America's birthday, and we cannot forget. And all the challenges we've got, we are still Americans. We go solve problems. We've had tough days in the past. We're going to have tough days in the future, but we're Americans. We're going to solve this. That's right. Freedom first, baby. All right. You be safe. Will do. God bless y'all. Thanks. God bless you, Senator. Appreciate that right there. Senator James Lankford. We'll take a quick break. Come back with more. Stay with us. I'm so excited. I'm excited, too. I can't hide it. It's Friday. I'm, I love Fridays. I mean, I love every day, but Friday gets a little bit extra for me, by gosh. Well, thank you for your kind words, people, about the interview there with Senator Lankford. Good guy. And uh, sorry, Fayroy, I did not get the chance to ask him if he had the foot, if Trump had the football. Um, I was busy talking. I, I wasn't reading. Well, that wasn't Fayroy. That was somebody else. Uh, your 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 text as they were coming in. I should have been. My bad. Ask if Senate going to vote on the House impeachment term. See, I did that. I did. We talked about that. Obviously, nothing happening on the impeachment front. Not going to happen. Nobody wants Kamala. Boy, that's some impeachment insurance right there, isn't it? The most unpopular vice president in history. And there's been plenty of un- unpopular vice presidents, of course. But the cackling Kamala is the worst. Anyway. Well, so he's busy working on pharmaceutical prices, working on fixing passport issues. Um, He is applauding the Supreme Court on protecting a religious accommodations at work. I was going to ask him, uh, here's a picture of him and Bill Barr. Uh, that was an old picture. Hell, that was back in 19, so that didn't count. So anyway, I was, that's old. I'm glad I didn't mention that. That's way behind us. Anyway, that was good stuff. You guys want to get involved? You can. You can call me, text me here, 918-756-3646. Getting some uh, text in here. Awesome interview. Thank you, as always. Appreciate that. Pam says something. Good morning. Good morning, Pam. Good morning. Thank goodness for vehicle radios. A little late this morning to the party. Well, I hope you have a damn good excuse. I got up, hit the farmer's market early. They have some wonderful stuff down there. Oh, that's today, by the way, downtown Old Mulgee's farmer's market. Uh, get down there before the heat kicks in. Okay. All right. You get a pass, I guess. Pfft, don't let it happen again. Okay, what else has happened? What's, what's our time? We got, we got to talk. We got to see what's happening in the world of news. In addition to, in addition to that, we have the Biden administration, which is a colossal disaster, trying to shut down something like one fifth of our reliable capacity over the next years for energy. So it really is a dire situation that they're just deciding to blow up, and almost nobody's talking about it. These buffoons up there that are in power, places of power, <laughs> the leftist progressives, which are really regressive. They're not progressive. 
They are regressive. They want to, in the name of clean energy, shut things down and go backwards in time. I'm telling you, as the sun is rising in the east, they are trying to uh, destroy the country. By, by shutting down fossil fuels, you will take us back into the dark ages. Period. End of story. And it's, they just keep moving forward with it. It's it's shocking. It's infuriating. And they just keep doing it. Now the Biden administration, of course, of course they are. All leftist progressive thinks that's what they have to do. Because it makes them think that they look virtuous. <laughs> look at us. We are the planet savers. Without us, the planet will not continue. That's just all BS. It is. Totally BS. <sighs> What else is BS? This is BS. Nigel Farage. Anybody know that name? He is, uh, he's from England, over the UK. He was a big name for Brexit, you know. And anyways, he was running for office of some sort, and they didn't like him. The, the, the establishment folks did not like him at all. And so they've closed his bank accounts. He's banked with this one bank from, since 1980. And they said, we're closing your account. No reason given. It's a commercial decision. He's like, all right, I'm going to find another bank. That's actually Australian. I slipped into Australian, got it right out of my British. God, I got to work on that. I'll get back to British. Okay, I British. So he's going to find another bank. He's going to go find another bank. I'll like, find another bank. I've talked to six, no, seven banks, he said. Ah, see, I'm going right back into my Australian again. Bless you in the back. Anyway, the, <laughs> let me just break this down for you. Here's a guy running for office over there. And they don't like him. He's like a Trump kind of a figure, I guess. I mean, I, I don't know. He's, he's an outsider. I would just put it that way. And his bank has closed is has closed his accounts as of like yesterday. They didn't give him any reason, except they said it's a commercial decision. And blah, blah, that's it. So he went to seven other banks, and they all said no. He just wanted to open a personal account and a business account. And he's got lots of money. And they all said no. They're trying to ostracize this guy completely out of the country. You see how this works? That's what it does. That's what they do in China, of course. Now it's in it's in the UK. Coming to the US. I mean they did it in Canada. Remember they did it to uh Who'd they do it up to? to? It, oh, Mike Lindell. Remember, he had his accounts closed. That's just crazy, man, that they can do that. That seems like some kind of a political discrimination because based on your politics, we're going to cancel you. And they're doing it, this guy. I mean, he's a big-name figure over there. Unbelievable. Okay, what else do we have? Here's an interesting tidbit from the Washington Times I've had saved for a couple of days. Guess who the only living president is that is not descended from slaveholders? Anybody have a guess? Donald Trump. Donald Trump in the back. You win the prize. The air guitar signed by me. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? The only living president not descended from slaveholders and the Republican Trump, whose mother, Mary McLeod, was born in Scotland. Married Frederick Trump, the son of a German immigrant. And all the other living presidents descend from slaveholders. <laughs> That's just funny right there. I don't care who you are. Absolutely hilarious. Anyway, what else <clears throat> do we have? All right, so, so he didn't think, uh, the, the senator didn't think Gavin Newsom was really a big deal, had any chance. Here's a guy positing an idea about Gavin Newsom. We're going to run it down for you, see what you think. I think it's, it's pretty much spot on. Let's see what he says. All right, here's a strategy to have Newsom replace Biden. According to Patrick Bet David, Patrick David. Number one, have Newsom go around defending Biden, selling Biden's record, shows loyalty. Number two, have him constantly attack DeSantis, which he's been doing. Remember, he's just acting, Florida's hair, blah, 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 all that stuff. I've been doing that a lot. Dems are convinced Trump will be forced to drop out. 
Number three, if Biden doesn't step down, have mainstream media attack him. This is already starting to happen on ABC, CBS, and NBC. They all went in after him starting this week. Um, step number four, once Jill notices the uh, these endless attacks, have a private meeting with Biden sharing strategy to save face if he steps down. Multiple documentaries showing him as a modern-day FDR. He'll get a book deal, defend his legacy, and be pardoned by Newsom if Blank hits the fan. Yada, yada, yada. Due to health, he'll have to step down. He'll say, Jill and I prayed about it. We, 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 we prayed the rosary. We decided it's time for us to go spend time with the grandkids. We fixed everything Trump broke, and now it's time for someone else to do it. <laughs> and then they will edify Newsom as being loyal to Biden, unlike DeSantis not being loyal to Trump. Oh, there you go. In order to prevent Kamala from backstabbing, let her become the first female president for a split second when Biden steps down. Hillary will lose her mind, but what's new? Anyway, so there's, there's, there's a little plan, they think, that this guy Gavin. I think Gavin's, you, I don't know. They're, they're in a little bit of a pickle, I think, because, you know, they can they can try to run old Joe, but <laughs> Joe's getting old. Have you noticed lately? Joe's kind of up there, and he, Joe's struggling. Joe's struggling, and you can't always fix that. I don't care what kind of drugs you're going to give him. He's just, he's going down. And they're going to have to do something. And nobody wants Kamala. So they're in a little bit of a pickle right there. Okay. All right. Let me, let me just, let me just say something. I, I, I've been debating about whether to say anything or not. <clears throat> I don't know if I should. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I should. I should ask the wife before I go with it. Let me see what else is happening in news. Let me get out of the politics. See, we got other stuff here. Let me scroll down to the general tab. Hang on a minute. We got we got a call coming in here. Let's see who we got. Marshila. Good morning. Hey. Hey. Good morning. Hey. How are you doing? I'm excellent. How are you? Good. 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 I enjoyed your interview with Lankford and wanted to brag a little bit on uh, Representative Josh Bertin. Okay. Uh, he was actually in Morris yesterday at 4.30 to 5.30. And then headed to Okima after that. And I forget where he came from before, but he's hitting a lot of the small towns uh, in uh, eastern Oklahoma, which I think is really cool. And we had probably about 25 people show up. Good. At that. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't in charge of it. They were in charge of it, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But the community showed up, had some good questions. Uh, the Democrat chair, uh, Rosie, uh, and uh, her partner showed up and had some good questions. And, and uh, you know, just uh, good community participation, lots of discussion. But he did indicate, somebody asked him about the Biden impeachment, and said, well, we're not going to be frivolous about it. He said, we are working to get all the information gathered so that we can show the American people that, you know, this is leg a legitimate, we have legitimate reasons for impeachment. It's not, it's not politics. It's not partisan. It's, uh, you know, violation. You know, I don't know. How do you feel it's about that, Marcia? Let me ask you a question. Because, you know, the Democrats don't need squat to go after impeachment. A phone call with with Zelensky was plenty. Uh, the You know, the second time or the first, whichever it was, they don't need anything. But we, we get all, you know, moralistic and we're like, well, I mean, and I get it. We don't want to look like idiots and like we're just in a vendetta. We're just, you know, tit for tat. But at the same time, we've got to get some backbone and go, you know what? we got to do something instead of just, well, we're going to talk about it. We're going to look at it. We're going to consider We're going to make sure. We're going to, I mean, I'm, I'm torn between that because I get that side, but also feel like it's a little too mamby-pamby with the GOP. Well, and I, I hear what you're saying. I think that his point was that they would have compelling evidence that would be so strong that it could be irrefutable that even Democrats would have to get on board with it and say, yeah, this is just not right. You know, this. and so they're not going to uh, get on board with that. We got to know that. Yeah. I mean, we've got recordings of him taking bribes from whoever it was, and nobody cares. 
The media doesn't care. Democrats don't care. And you don't hear any more about it. I mean, we're well, not going to do anything that's going to get the Democrats. Well, I know. I'm just talking to you about it. But anyway. Yeah, I know. Have have him on there and ask him that question. But it, from what he was saying, they weren't dropping it. But they weren't <clears throat> going to make it about partisan politics. They yeah. were yeah. getting their information together. And also he talked about Hunter Biden and, you know, that they weren't dropping that either. That that was, you know, they were pulling evidence together mm. that would be irrefutable to go to the public and say, you know, hey, this is irrefutable evidence so that yeah. the public would understand it wasn't part of it. Yeah. So anyway, I okay. just wanted to let you know that it was a real good meeting. Good. And, uh, and uh, you know, he is, he's got like a photographic memory. Really? He can quote the Constitution and uh, the Federalist Papers and the Founding Fathers, and he really knows all that. It's it's amazing. It is. Wow, that'd be nice to have, wouldn't his memory it? Memory is, I know. Yes, his memory is really, really amazing. But everybody seemed to really enjoy it, and we're very engaged. And and well, uh, I, I think he's a good guy. I like yeah. talking to him. Yeah, it's a good deal. So good. And then I never did report to you. Uh, I actually, you know, it's part of my job to look at the different candidates that are running. So I got an opportunity to go see DeSantis when he was in Broken Arrow a couple weeks ago. And? And somebody had asked me what I thought, you know, what, what the response was like. And I said, well, it was kind of like a first date uh, with the audience (laughs) and, you know, Oh, you know, some people already knew that they were in love, but a lot of people were there just kind of checking it out. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that was the feel I got, that, that a lot of people were there checking it out, sizing it up, like on a first date. But, uh, you know, some of the people knew they were in love. But What was your personal were, opinion? Oh, I think he's sharp. You know, he, he he's not dynamic like Trump, but also he's not... Um, you know, he's not bombastic. He's not, um, he doesn't have that energy uh, that Trump does. I mean, he's different. He's a different personality. But, you know, he feels solid. He was well-spoken. He was sharp. His wife was really nice. I met her. And, uh, you know, just. Um, have you made a decision yet? Yeah. I have not, and and if I had, I I you wouldn't say tell. Oh. my position. No. <laughs> okay, all right, fine, fine. Be that way. Okay, We're getting nothing here. <laughs> but I can give you, I'll give you pros and cons as we go along. Okay, all right, <laughs> we got a long way to job. go, so we'll keep talking about it. All right. All right. Thanks, Marshila, well, for thank the call. Appreciate that. You. Good talking to you as always. You have a great Independence Holiday. Okay, be safe. All right. Thanks. Bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Speaking of Independence Holiday, they're doing a fireworks display down in Oak Mulgee, and they they have a, a flyer going around. It's it says that you can listen to the to the if you can't make it, or I don't know if you want to just listen, you can tune into eighty eight point three FM. That is not my frequency. That is a little transmitter thing that they're going to put out there. <clears throat> so I called Ken Anderson, the uh, emergency management director, who puts on the uh, the fireworks display down there. And I said, Ken, uh, just hey, curious about this eighty eight point three thing, and What's that? You know, oh, it's a little transmitter deal. I was like, oh, why don't you why don't you call your local radio station? Oh, well, we tried you guys once, he said. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, we had some some technical issues. That one guy that fell over and unplugged my <laughs> whatever it was, you know, yeah, okay. I said, so, okay, so we had that, that, one, that one year we had a little issue, and that's it. So we're out now. He said, yeah, I guess so. And I, <laughs> I was thinking about the year that he about set the whole damn place on fire. I mean, when the fireworks fell over, I was down there that time when the, the thing fell over and shooting everywhere and they were about to explode into the crowd. That same guy was over that, that, that did that, but he still gets hired back year after year. I, I don't know. I thought if you make one mistake, you're out. Uh, but evidently not when it comes to Ken Anderson anyway. So if you want to listen to it, you can listen to it on the, the other FM frequency that they're going to be transmitting from down there. And he said, I've been trying to find somebody to broadcast. I'm like, oh, well, don't call your local radio station that's been here for 100 years, Ken. Don't do that. 
get your little transmitter down there and, and transmit it out to the park, okay? All right, that's what I'm going to say about that. Yeah, and then he, some, I did get some kind of a quasi-threat from the guy. I don't know what that was all about, but uh, bring it. Anyway, what time is it anyway? 8.45. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to stop there and kind of be nice. 8.47 is our time. We're about to wrap this up. <clears throat> Somebody said I sounded pissed off. Well, I am pissed off. By gosh. I, you know, I just like... We were promoting this whole thing for free on our radio station. I told Trisha quit promoting it. And we had to flower up on our damn window in the front up there. Like, you know, if this is the way the city wants to treat us, then they can go jump in a freaking lake. We, we, we are nice to this city. We promote this city. We constantly are talking about the good of Okmulgee. We're promoting events in Okmulgee. We promote the schools in Okmulgee. We promote Okmulgee constantly. And then you got some yahoo like Ken Anderson is like, well, we've been looking for somebody. Y'all made a mistake at one time, so we can't find anybody. We're going to do it ourselves. Okay, fine then. We will stop promoting your event for free, okay? Anyway, it's just don't even get me started, JP. See, I was over that. <laughs> you got me riled back up. It's just, it's just, it's just frustrating. We're, we try to be good partners with the city and the county and, the, and everybody there, the whole county and the chambers and the main streets and everybody else. We try to do our best and promote everybody's deal. And there's not a lot of things involved in it. And, you know, it's, not, it's just frustrating. That's all. I get frustrated about it. I really do. I don't know if you noticed that or not. but And I don't vent very often. I'm a pretty positive person. And... This is a little bit out of my character to do that, but I, you know, I just felt pretty strong about it. So, anyway, <laughs> where were we? Okay, calm down. Get your, get you. Hey, can I get a Bloody Mary, please? Thank you. All right, extra. Make it a double. Okay, what else was happening in news out there? Let me see. Got anything else? Oh, the uh, the Supreme Court ruled yesterday. Did you see that? It was uh, coming against affirmative action and, and um, actually ho- upholding the Constitution and ending discrimination by colleges and universities. Did you see that? Universities and colleges, oh, my gosh, what a joke. Admitting people in on the basis of, uh, on the basis of their, their skin color instead of merit. And the, the, the Supreme Court says, not anymore. You can't do that. That's unconstitutional. Stop it. And they're all crying and whining that they can't do that anymore. Anyway, they, they, that's that came down uh, yesterday. You, you, you'd think by now we would understand you can't promote people based on race. But they just still don't know that. They, they're still trying to do it. Still trying to do it, but they, they got slapped down yesterday. <clears throat> okay. What else do we have in the queue? Let me see. Yeah. Uh, let me see. What is this? 36 dogs were left in a 110-degree truck in the heat and saved by the Oklahoma Police Department after opening the back door of the truck and discovering the whimpering, dehydrated dogs. This is a story that made national news. I found it on Breitbart News. Freaking Oklahoma. What is wrong with people? First, why do you have 36 dogs? And then B, why you leave them in the back of a dadgum truck in the hot Oklahoma summertime? What is wrong with people? <sighs> My gosh. So stupid. Anyway, sad too. Anyway, they, they, I think they arrested the folks, thank God. Bunch of losers. Bunch of losers right there. Here's a, a good positive story with AI. You don't hear too many AI positive stories, but this one, maybe, maybe, we'll see. It's, it's a little early yet, but it's about AI-generated drug that enters the human clinical trials targeting chronic lung disease patients. So what happens is, I'll just break this all down in, in summary, if I can remember how it goes. To come up with a drug to fight a disease, you got to find out, okay, what's causing what, and then what, what's, what can we create and to target the thing, this is really scientific, isn't it? I'm just going to use small words because I know JP is listening to the program today, so we're going to keep it simple. 
And it, these doctors pour over, you know, mega amounts of data trying to figure out how to find a target, a biological mechanism that's driving the disease, et cetera, et cetera. And it's like putting a puzzle together. And, well, AI can do that in seconds. So it takes all this data, AI reads it all, figures it all out, and says, hey, how about this combination of drugs to target that thing right there? And so they, they, they had AI go over this deal and do this thing, and they're, they're testing it. And this may be one of the upsides of artificial intelligence. There are going to be some upsides, ladies and gentlemen. And, and you know, hopefully this is going to be one of them. The current treatments of idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. Did you catch that, JP? Let me slow that down for you. And... And <laughs> big words. Anyway, so it's uh, it's good. I hope that works out. I hope it's, it helps those people and uh, in, in science and medicine. I, I think it's it's pretty amazing what modern medicine can do. I don't, I don't you know I'm not. A, it can also do a lot of stupid stuff, and we know that from the vaccine days. But anyway, hopefully this will be a uh, a real positive, a real positive. I'm curious, is anybody going to see Sound of Freedom on July 4th, the movie? <clears throat> Julie, we got to see if that's in the movies. We need to go see that movie, that Mel Gibson movie, Sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel. It's about human trafficking, and I saw an interview this morning with Caviezel and some other dude. I can't remember his guy's name. It was from the Epic Times uh, newspaper. They were doing an article or a, an interview with these people. And Caviezel was talking all about it. It was really fascinating stuff. But David's calling to see what David has to say. Good morning, David. How are you, buddy? Good morning. Hey, I've got two things here that you might be interested in. Okay, go. Okay, marital advice to men. Okay? Okay. All right. Do not. I don't need any of that, but go ahead for the rest of the people out there. Okay. While your wife is mowing the lawn, do not ask her when dinner's going to be ready. Okay, I'm going to write that down. That's good. Okay. All right. Now, a lot of people are giving Joe Biden a hard time, and, and, you know, I get it, but this is probably the only president in history that could eat ice cream like he does and never get a brain freeze. (laughs) Uh, I see what you did right there. Yeah, 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 I had to. It was too easy. That's good. I like that one. I'm going to use that. Yeah. yeah. I do do a radio show. I'm going to use that on there. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one for you, brother. Uh, yeah, that so, is good. Anyway, okay. Well, everybody have a blessed Fourth of July. <laughs> Don't you, get hurt. You too, man. Don't be uh, lighting your fireworks with your cigar, okay? Well, you know, I lit one in the house one time. It didn't work out. So Don't do that. I'll probably avoid it. No, yeah. 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 And uh, and don't go down to that local uh, display either. It's dangerous down there. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know that. <sighs> I don't know. You know, they really need to understand some things, I guess. They should have used you on that. I don't get it, but whatever. Whatever. That's what I think. <laughs> whatever. Whatever. We'll be safe, man, kinda... and uh, enjoy it. And enjoy some time off. Oh, I'm going to. I'm just going to go get on the back. I'll, I'm going to do some therapy. <laughs> Good for you. Be careful out there, bro. All right, dude. Take it easy. All right. See you later. Bye. Let's see who this is Bye. here. Good morning. Welcome to Brewers Briefing. You're on the air. Yeah, I don't believe that uh, we're giving Joe Biden enough credit. Okay, well, do tell. Well, I, he has instilled in the youth of America that old adage that anybody can grow up and be president. <laughs> Another good point. That is exactly right. Hell, anybody can do it, right, if he can. That's That gives encouragement to That's all of us. Right. Shoot, I might even apply. Especially the youth of America. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You might get it. I mean, you can even be old. It's not just the youth. It's even us old men. We could buy guys run for that deal. That's right. You can come out of senior citizen's home and run for election. Bingo. To the top. Bingo. There you go. I like it. Joe's instilled uh, Confidence back in American youth. Man, I hadn't even thought about that. But you bring up a great point. Yes, 
a positive has been found <laughs> in the current uh, you know administration. That's good. That's good. All right. Have a good point. Hey, you too. Bye-bye. See you later. You guys are just full of good information today. So many positives right there. Uh, <laughs> ain't that the truth, though? I mean, honestly, really seriously, you look at some of these politicians and you go, really? People voted for that? <laughs> I mean, Wow. I guess it's not that hard. I don't know. I, I mean, it's they make it look hard, but and then they get up and there's like, oh, wow, that that person actually isn't now in office. I mean, take a John Fetterman for crying out loud in Pennsylvania. Come on, really? <laughs> that guy won. I mean, he beat out Doctor Oz. Okay, famous television star, rich, powerful, articulate. He's a doctor. He's smart. And Fetterman beat him out. <laughs> oh, ta-da-M, ta-da-G. That's uh, politics in America for you right there, boy. And now, it's good point, caller. Thank you for that. Biden's given us all hope. Anybody can do it. You know, the only president that could eat ice cream at 100 miles an hour and not get a brain freeze. There it is on display. Uncle Joe. That's fantastic. Well, look at the time, would you? It's slipped away from us, and it's time to, uh, to, to get on to bigger and better things. We call it Tradio, where we're buying, trading, selling, and giving stuff away. 86 degrees now in Tulsa. All that concrete's heating up up there. It's the hottest spot in the state. Bixby also. I guess Haskell has some uh, concrete over there. It's it's pretty hot too. Still 69 and 67 out in Boise City. Anyway, it's gonna be a gonna be a nice uh, weekend. Weather's gonna be great. Uh, Independence Day is gonna be fantastic. We'll we'll um, we'll not be on the radio Monday or Tuesday. We are taking a hiatus, baby. Taking some time off. No Monday show. No Tuesday show. Just tunes so you guys have a great independence weekend you know really be safe and know that you're loved by all of us here at the brew appreciate you all for listening i really do gosh you didn't have to be here and here you are be safe and we'll do it when we do it next time we'll talk to you next wednesday okay bye-bye